Welcome back to the Missing Midwest podcast. My name is Liz and I'm your host. I was born, raised, and still live in the Midwest. My goal for this podcast is to highlight some of the stories of individuals that have gone missing. Some of the victims you may have heard of, while others may be new to your ears. As a heads up, the people that are discussed in this podcast are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. All of the sources in this episode can be found on my website, missingmidwest.com. Today's case takes place in Davenport, Iowa. We review the details around the sudden disappearance of a 10-year-old girl who was having a fun-filled sleepover with her stepbrother when she turned up missing. Within hours, the police had a person of interest. No one realized that her stepbrother's father's history of abuse could have possibly been unleashed on Bree. Since that fateful day in July 2020, no one has seen or heard from this bright young girl. This is the missing case of Briasia Terrell. Davenport, Iowa is a city of about 102,000 people and is along the eastern Iowa and Illinois border. Davenport is part of a larger metropolitan area known as the Quad Cities. Strangely enough, the Quad Cities are actually comprised of five cities, not four. Three of which are on the Illinois side of the Mississippi River, Moline, East Moline, and Rock Island, and two cities which are on the Iowa side of the river, Davenport, and Bettendorf. The greater metro area has a population of about 385,000 people, and the cities do function very closely as one larger city rather than their individual components. On the night of July 9th, 2020, Briasia, known by her family as Brie, had asked to spend the night with her eight-year-old half-brother, Detorius, at his father, Henry Dinkins' apartment that he had shared with his girlfriend in Davenport. Henry and his girlfriend also offered to watch Bree. Aisha Langford, who is Bree's mom, told NBC News, quote, She's close with her brother and wanted to hang out with him. We had no reason to worry that anything bad would happen, end quote. Asia had checked in on her children the evening of July 9th and was told that they were playing video games and having a good time. At 9.13 p.m., Bree used Dinkins' phone to text her mom, saying, Good night, Mama. I love you. To date, this text message was the last communication that Asia has had with her daughter, Bree. The next morning, Asia got to work and received a call from Henry saying that when he woke up, Bree was gone. Asia's initial reaction was that it was a joke, and she just kind of laughed it off. She said it didn't make any sense. It's just not like her telling NBC News, quote, she would never walk out, especially in the middle of the night. In the dark? No, never. End quote. Later that same day, Aisha contacted the Davenport Police Department, who immediately contacted both the FBI and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The police department knew they had an uphill battle in front of them to find and bring Bree home and they were going to need a collaborative effort from all investigative parties. Thankfully, the FBI wasted no time at all, and that same day, a search warrant was executed at the address of 2744 East 53rd Street 
Davenport, Iowa, at the apartment of Henry Dinkins and the place where Bree was last seen. So often we see where law enforcement does not take these types of disappearances seriously and wants to delay taking reports. This team of officers was proactive. They tried to find all the clues as quickly as possible. There was absolutely no hesitation with the police department on what they needed to do. And because of that, we have a much more narrow timeline of when Bree could have disappeared. Through investigation, it is determined that in the early morning hours of July 10th, Dinkins was overheard from a neighbor mentioning Mother Goose. This led the family and police to credit Island Park because there is a giant Mother Goose statue in this park. They were hopeful to find any clues leading to Bree at this park. Now, Credit Island Park is about nine miles from Dinkins' apartment along the Mississippi River between Iowa and Illinois. Given the distance from Dinkins' apartment, and if this location was where Bree was last seen, it does not appear Bree would have gone there on foot. She was most likely driven there. Police have not released any further details on if the park had any credible sightings of Bree or if anything was actually found. Given that police have redirected their efforts elsewhere, I think it's safe to assume that this location can be crossed off our list of where Brie was located. Later that day, on July 10th, 47-year-old Henry Dinkins was arrested and charged with violation of parole, a second offense sex offender registration violation, according to a criminal complaint filed in Scott County District Court. Very quickly, the public realized that Dinkins is a super scummy guy and has quite an extensive rap sheet, including being a convicted sex offender. The apartment that the search warrant was executed at was not the address that Dinkins had registered on the sex offender registry. After doing some digging, Dinkins' first conviction was actually from when he was 17 years old when he pled guilty to third-degree sexual abuse against a five-year-old girl. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. According to the Iowa Sex Offender Registry, this guy has 16 different aliases and three different birth dates. Clearly, he is trying to hide something. Once Dinkins works his way through Iowa courts, he will have to go to Bureau County, Illinois, where he is facing two counts of drug trafficking charges regarding manufacturing and delivering more than two pounds of meth. Dinkins is set to go to trial on May 10, 2021 for the sex offender registration violations. He entered a plea of not guilty on August 1st. The charge alleges Dinkins failed to notify the Scott County Sheriff's Office within five business days of a change in residence or failing to disclose multiple residents. The second charge alleges Dinkins failed to notify the Scott County Sheriff's Office of his use of a Chevrolet Camaro, while the third count charges Dinkins with failing to notify the Sheriff's Office of his use of a 2000 Chevrolet Impala. Each of the charges is a Class D felony that carries a prison sentence of five years. Within the first week following Bree's disappearance, Davenport Police Department had named Dinkins as a person of interest and her disappearance, and was appealing to the public to help account for his whereabouts from 10 p.m. Thursday, July 9th through noon Friday, July 10th. 
The police also expanded their search for Bree to areas that Dinkins has connections to. This included Comanche and Clinton, Iowa areas. The searches included over 150 officers with both aquatic and aerial support. On July 15th, five days after Bree went missing, an Amber Alert was issued in the state of Iowa where Henry Dinkins was listed as the abductor. Dinkins is associated with at least three vehicles. A 2007 maroon Chevy Impala, a 2012 black Chevy Camaro, and a 1980s Kings Highway Motorhome, which are all in the custody of investigators. By July 20th, 2020, 10 days after Bree was last seen, all ground search for Bree had ceased as no new updates or sightings had come up. To date, Henry Dinkins has not been charged with any crime related to Bree's disappearance, but he is currently still in jail facing those other charges. In August 2020, he was moved from Scott County to Clinton County Jail due to overcrowding issues. In November, Bree's family organized a two-day march in Davenport to continue to raise awareness about her disappearance. Just last month, on December 4th, she turned 11, and her family celebrated by continuing to pass out missing person flyers. The most recent update came on December 10th, when Davenport police advised that they are still continuing to investigate and urge the public to continue to come forward with any tips or information. Investigators said they are convinced Dinkins knows what happened to Briasia, and he is the only person of interest connected to her disappearance. The FBI is offering a reward of up to $10,000 of information that assists in finding or leading to the arrest of the individual or individuals responsible for the disappearance of Briasia Terrell. If you have any information concerning Briasia Terrell, please contact your local FBI office or the Davenport, Iowa Police Department at 563-326-6125. Tips can also be submitted online at attips.fbi.gov. At the time of Briasia's disappearance, she was 10 years old. She stood 4 feet 5 inches tall, weighed 75 pounds, had dark brown dreadlock hair, brown eyes, and brown skin. She was last seen in the early morning hours of July 10, 2020, on the 2700 block of East 53rd Street in Davenport, Iowa. She was wearing an oversized white t-shirt, shorts, and pink flip-flops. Briasia would have started fifth grade this past school year. She is partially deaf in her left ear and has vision issues in her left eye. Her 11th birthday has come and gone with no sighting of her. Someone in the Quad City area knows something, and we need to do what we can do to bring Bree home. Bree's mom said, quote, I'm not stopping. I don't care who's in my way. I'm coming, baby. I love you. End quote. That concludes this week's episode. 
I really appreciate you guys staying tuned and waiting so patiently for this episode. We will have a new case coming out, but it won't be a weekly podcast going forward. Episodes will continue to drop on Wednesdays. If you guys like what you're hearing, please smash that rate button. Give me five stars. Any review helps me. If you want a specific case covered, please submit the request under case submission on the website missingmidwest.com. Visit our socials on Instagram or Facebook by searching Missing Midwest Podcast. You can view photos from today's episode as well as all of our prior episode photos. We really appreciate you guys listening in. And of course, stay safe out there.